We could also do guilty pleasures of other non-game yes, stuff. Yes, absolutely. I have a few things in mind absolutely. for anime. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I have some that I can never tell anybody about. Um, but so you'll, <laughs> so you'll hear it first here on the podcast. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to even talk about it. I can't. I can't even talk about it. Look forward That'll to it. That'll be a duo cast. Just me I'll, do, I'll do an off. We'll do a, you know what, for our Patreon followers, I will. <laughs> uh, Let me be clear. We do not have not a Patreon. Click the link in the yeah. Discord. And if anybody comes with you saying, hey, bruh. Good day to you, my Super Agile Nation, and welcome back to the Super Agile Kingdom with your boy, Sir Bradston, with the Knights of Gangsterness, the Brothers Success. It's your boy. Um, as you can hear, we already have a brother in the building. I'm going to go ahead and introduce him. We're going to get right into it. My brother Kyle, Sir Kyle, how are you doing today? Good day to you as well, Sir Bradston. Yes, Fine yes, yes. on this welcome. eve of twos yes yes on the eve of gangsterness and of course we have the knight himself in his shining armor shining, the brother shimmering. the knight steve how splendid what how bid you adieu <laughs> i'm sorry braston your steve is in another castle it seems that knight's- that's my that's my toad impression. Wow. That's oh, <laughs> yeah. you didn't do you didn't do the real toad. You're, That's what he sounds like in my head. The other castle. <laughs> <laughs> Actively Sorry, died. <laughs> like the gurgly, like <laughs> just yeah. What I don't have enough phlegm in my throat for that. Oh, I, I don't know how Keegan did it. I think they, I think they must have uh, pitched his voice for the movie. Nah, nah, all the phlegm. He's he puts a golf ball in his mouth. Mm. I wouldn't tries put it past to him. Swallow it. Mm. <laughs> have you seen the sketch with the marbles the key and peel sketch no. no oh it's great he's like interviewing for a job and i think it's like a like to be a lawyer or something just super official and hoity-toity and uh you know the other guy is like and he's got like a you know all wood office and like paintings and this beautiful jar of marbles and while he's talking about justice and how blind she is and like feeling her up the statue and stuff, mm. uh, he keeps looking at the marbles and eventually starts putting them in his mouth. Oh. And, <laughs> and it's like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. But he keeps doing it and eventually he chokes and dies in the marbles. Oh, um, my. That's, that sounds like a Keen Peel sketch. Just yeah. out of left field for no reason. You know, you know, I, I Key and Peel, they could, I mean, they've done so many like, out of method acting moments that mm-hmm. I'm 100 yeah. percent sure that that he's doing 100 percent toad the way it needs to be done. Like no, you don't think they you no. don't think they pitched his voice? No. That's just natural. I think I believe in him. I 100 percent think it's him. I really yeah. could not hear him until they said. I mean, I knew it was him ahead of time, but I had to like stop and listen again. Like, is that really him? Was it kind of like knowing realizing that Vin Diesel was Groot? No, <laughs> because. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched enough Iron Giant as a child to just know this man's voice immediately. Yeah. Wow. Really? Interesting. I never... I Honestly... You never watched Iron Giant? No, no, no. I am Groot. I just never even thought to myself who that they would have, like, any person of note doing <laughs> that, you know? Like, <laughs> just one of the writers in there. <laughs> you know? Like, right. They had to... No, pay- they, paid, they paid Vin Diesel money for that. Yeah, they paid Vin Diesel money <laughs> for, like, Bradston Henry level voice acting you know <laughs> like i mean the voice acting is not bad but he's not doing anything he's just he's not saying 
I yeah. am Groot. He speaks with his intonation I rather than the script. Groot. Yeah. Soy Groot. Thou Groot. <laughs> so he never even like mixes it up. It's always I, I am, am like the full sentence, not yeah. just Groot or I am. Like I, I mean, he's not Groot. a Pokemon, so yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's not Pokey Talk. Yo, speaking <laughs> of the best moments of Pokey Talk, I actually I never finished a blog, but I was going to write it. I, I've written it most of it. I should just go ahead and do it. But basically, one of my favorite moments in Pokemon history is first season Pokemon anime where uh, Pikachu and I think maybe Caterpie are talking yeah. mm, on a stump mm-hmm. at night in Poketalk. And it's like they're having a genuine con- It's like a solid three Deep. minutes of them yeah. going back and forth. And, and does it like pan across them as they're like so, realizing stuff? Yeah, they're just talking and it's like switching views of like who the speaker is sometimes it's both of them in the shot with the nice guy and even as they're talking it even does like a thing where like caterpie is going and then it shows a butterfree flying across the sky and it's like he's talking about the butterfree <laughs> and uh-huh. wanting to be butterfree and then like pika being like pika pee you know it's like genuine like a simba rafiki conversation yeah like a real deep like <laughs> I, I got from that conversation like caterpie's like man you know why doesn't ash love me oh yeah and they also do a shot where it's like ash is sleeping and he's like talking toward ash like right you know no no misty like misty like i wish she would love me maybe if i become a butterfree she'll love me for mm. who i am like it's it's deep with nothing said you know what i'm saying so but they said everything at the same time like, <laughs> Those voice actors, man. I watched a solid JJ video where Pikachu is talking and Meowth is like, what about the Holocaust? Like, it's implying that Pikachu is secretly like an alt-right Ooh, troll. Oh, and right. Meowth is like, I'm not even going to repeat that. And Team Rocket's like, we don't want him anymore. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> solid JJ's videos are so unhinged sometimes. They're so great. That's hilarious. So... All well, right, all right. let, let, speaking of just great moments in our lives, we want to talk mm-hmm. about great moments. No, no, pretty much. I guess this is fair enough. Like, it's great moments to us. We want to talk mm-hmm. about our guilty pleasures. Like Secret the, moments. Partic- particularly the moments that are uh, the <laughs> the guiltiest of pleasures. The, the things mm-hmm. that for us, I, I mean, actually, I want y'all to define guilty pleasures from your standpoint. But the things that we do that maybe you don't know from a gaming, and if we have time, we might talk about animes and movies and other type of media, but we're going to start with gaming and see how it goes. We don't have a ton of time. You know, we grown adults. We got jobs. We got lives. We got things to do. So this is going to be a shorter episode, but we're going to talk about it. So before we get started, how do y'all define the word guilty pleasure? The phrase. The phrase. No, I, oh, that's a whole nother story. I'm not going to tell the story. But yes, the phrase the guilty pleasure. I think correcting correcting Bradston is one of my guilty pleasures. Mm. But I'm not that guilty about it. So it might just be you're a mostly wrong. You're pretty open. You're mostly yeah, wrong. It's an open pleasure. You're one of those people who's always technically correct, but that just means you're actually wrong. Technically. <laughs> technically <laughs> correct. Technically is correct. correct. No, no. And it's confidently just wrong. incorrect. It's just wrong. It depends. Sometimes you can be technically correct, but like miss the spirit of what was being said. Ah. Uh, mm. Oh, like when you destroy a joke after someone tells it yeah sure i mean there's also other times <laughs> actually yeah uh i can go first since i interrupted you i um i would say a guilty pleasure in any sense situation i don't think we have to define this but here i am uh a guilty pleasure would be anything that you enjoy and you 
either feel bad for enjoying it or you just assume other people won't enjoy it and don't want to talk about it. So it's like a secret pleasure. Mm. Uh, okay. So, Cap? Two reasons. I mean, like, his definition is good enough for me. <laughs> I, don't, uh, yeah. I don't have anything to add to, to that. Wants <laughs> he doesn't want to expound me for I mean, the only thing I would say is that pretty much that, but I think also, I think a guilty pleasure is something that for me, I should probably not be doing with my time. Like, I could be doing mm. something better with it technically like from a subjectively objective whatever you want to say like most people would say are you really doing that right now you should probably be doing this if you're doing this you might as well do this you know what i mean so that's kind of how i feel about it as well in addition to what you said not so not that they actually think that but that you think they would think that yes you expect them to okay yes and and maybe some cases they do think that but sure i I might not probably i might not even bring it up because i don't want them to to know you know yeah so okay so let's jump right into it i mean steve you kind of proposed this this idea you know in our (laughs) pre-meeting we have meetings y'all um meetings so do you have a guilty pleasure game that come from the top of your head like do you have one that that really Um, speaks to you you know it's funny i think that when i suggested this i had something in mind Mm. Mm. and i've been like fighting for it the last couple of weeks to get us to do it and other things have come up and now it's like, hey, let's do this one. And I'm like, crap, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's on my head. Gotta be in yourself. Um, I think, I mean, we've talked about this before. I think replaying games, I'll come back, all right? We'll come back to me. But for now, I'll say replaying games, especially older games, when there's so many new games to play, is kind of a guilty pleasure. It's like, I mm-hmm. could be having all new experiences and enjoying that. But instead, let me play this thing that I've played six times already and beaten four times. And not beaten twice, yeah. right? But still keep playing. Yeah. I'll come come back to me. I'll have a better answer in a few minutes. Mm. Okay. okay. I feel that. We'll see. We'll see how better it is. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a worse answer. I mean, <laughs> for me, I can I can definitively say one of my guilty pleasures. And and the thing is, I'm not as ashamed about this one. It probably falls more into I should probably be playing other games, is Dynasty Warriors. And I started with Dynasty Warriors 3 on the PlayStation 2. My brother came back from college with the PlayStation 2, and he had somebody had introduced him to Dynasty Warriors. And that whole summer, I think I told y'all, I played the mess out of Dynasty Warriors. But it didn't end there. Like, pretty much that whole summer, well, it ended there in a sense because my brother took his PlayStation 2 back to college and I couldn't play it. But all I thought about was Dynasty Warriors. And there were so many other games for me to play during that summer. Like, all my brothers playstation 2 but all i played was dynasty wars go to college they make a dynasty like gundam game and i was like oh no like marcus shout out to the boy he's has the same struggle with dynasty wars because we we i remember playing the demo on the xbox 360 and he was in the room and he's like brad you gotta stop you gotta stop you gotta (laughs) stop he kept saying i was like nah nah, it's good and like i'm playing this demo for like a solid two hours you know Mm. and that's why for me, Hyrule Warriors, Hyrule Warriors 2, um, Age of Calamity, and currently, like actively, mm-hmm. I am playing Dynasty Warrior 6 right now. <laughs> instead of playing God of War. As we speak. You know, a- as we're having this conversation. Honestly, <laughs> like, it's one of those games where I can just play it, and 99% of the gameplay is just like, 
moving around, killing people, doing the objectives. And it doesn't, like, to me, it's not one of those games where I feel like I'm actually accomplishing anything. Like, oh, man, I had such a great battle with Lu Bu, <laughs> you know? No, it's just me murking people with some overpowered person. And it just feels good. And I don't have to think. I think that's why I like it so much, you know? Like that. Yeah. But at the same I don't time, think hard for you. any person who mm. <laughs> isn't a Dynasty Warriors fan thinks it's trash. They're like, this game is so stupid. Why would you waste your time? But you play Dynasty Warriors. Most of those people have never played Dynasty Warriors. It's kind of like crack. If you do crack, you can't say that crack ain't good. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that makes sense. I do know what you're saying. I've had I mean, you, you can. <laughs> like a dependency you, doesn't make you, it good. You can, you can say that. But you can't, you haven't, like, gone to... Your the, actions won't prove it. You know, you don't know, because you've never done it. So you don't know. But you know it's addictive, because <laughs> people are addicted to it. So why uh-huh. would you try it? And that's why people don't try Dynasty mm-hmm. Wars, because they know it's like crap. It's addictive. You know? There, I know. There you go. So, my, I guess, guilty pleasure from a gaming perspective, at least playing one, I don't have one right now, but I think... The whole idea around mobile games, because I don't play them often, is like when I do play them, it's a guilty pleasure in the way that I kind of, I kind of just like lose myself in them for a little while, and then rather than doing something else, I'm I'm stuck to this whatever weird fidgety game that I found, and then I realize like three weeks later I should not have spent this much time. I don't. (laughs) Luckily, I don't have the problem where I like buy gems and stuff. Then I'd be I'd be in a really bad place because I'll be stuck to these mobile games for a while. I feel like I can feel you. I feel like one of my one of my guilt, current guilty pleasures and from a mobile standpoint is this game called Picture Cross or something like that. Picture Cross? No, no, it's it's not even that clever. Okay, oh, <laughs> it's <man>. literally <laughs> called Picture Cross. <laughs> like it's like they did not try, right? And it's one of those games where it's like they it's kind of like the Sudoku type games and mm. but it's with images, right? Like so you fill in these okay. blocks like oh if you if there's one and then two it's it's just a numbers kind of game. But the images are so terrible. Like like I'll show Shailene whenever I finish one like hey look at this. She's like what is that? I'm like they, they said it's a hedgehog, but it didn't look like. Oh, a, I know which game you're talking about now. It, yeah, it's, it's so bad. I might have even shared a picture with y'all in uh, Slack before because it's just so terrible. My wife played a, a Sudoku version for a little while. I think. Yeah, it's like it's it's so simple and literally I've played. Let me let me. I'm gonna open it right now as we're speaking. I think I've played <laughs> over 300 of the level like completed 300 levels i've never played Jeez. i've never paid a but a, a dime because they want you to pay money in order for you to like get the you know to get coins so you can do more levels each day yeah, refill your energy exactly but each day if you if you log in daily you get like daily rewards so let's see uh-huh. i've done let's see 64 plus 100 plus 100 plus another hundred plus another th- like i've done like 300 levels <laughs> and they and they Man. rank and they range in difficulty from like super easy to like very hard and like when me and shailene are eating dinner and we might just be watching a tv show if we're not talking oh, no. or something i might just pull it out and play a level it's like yeah, i don't know it's it's my thing hmm. yeah so the game i was stuck on was uh it was called find out 
<laughs> mess around <laughs> and you'll find out. <laughs> and I did. Uh, and so it was it was kind of like a uh, I spy type game, but with the uh, like similar mechanics to those like idiot test games where the developers think of these really just ridiculous scenarios that you're just supposed to figure out kind of how old point and click games used to be. Whereas mm-hmm. like there's no possible way you could find out the solution. Um, but since it was an I spy thing, you'd have to like shake your phone or like tap on a piece of glass with two fingers oh, three times. So there's a little, there's like a little tactile interaction involved. Yeah, and so that's what got me hooked because hmm. like the first, the first level kind of lulls you in the soft sense, a false sense of security where it's like, oh, I just had to tap this couple times and I, I accidentally moved my phone and that's how I got this. But then later on, it's just like every interaction is like spin your phone four times, <laughs> go to your lock screen and come back to turn off the lights in the room in the Bro, game. What? Yeah, That's like I don't even know how they're tracking this stuff, but I was more mostly going back because it was a combination of frustration and intrigue when I couldn't beat a level, and I'd be stuck on one for like four days, and I'd go back. Sometimes I'd restart it because there were also sometimes conditions. Like I remember this barbershop one, this guy's cutting this other guy's hair, and if you put the shaving cream on his head before you like cut his hair or something... Then mm-hmm. that makes it to where you can't take off the barber's toupee. What? And so you can't three star the level. You can soft lock the the greatest achievement in that level. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you have to restart entirely and remember the sequence you went through to get to that point. And I was like, this game right here, this is gonna be. It, and it was a problem. I said it was so gonna it be a problem. Sounds like Hitman. <laughs> I guess in, in I was, some ways, I was I was re-listening to one of our older videos and i kept talking about hitman and i'm like i never even played hitman so i can't i don't know why it's got such strong mechanics that even if you haven't played you know what yeah. it's about you know yeah. what it's about yeah 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 find out um all right, all right i thought of one all right so you mentioned mobile games and i don't play it anymore but for a while i played pokemon go with some friends i enjoyed it and i oh. hated that i enjoyed it um Got yeah, but what happened was they started blocking people who had rooted phones or mm-hmm. custom firmware, and so that was me. And I got indignant <laughs> with them, and I stopped because uh, they, they were like, "Oh, these these people are rooted, so they can cheat." I'm like, "No, I'm rooted, so I can control my hardware." Thank you, sir. But I got so indignant, I stopped altogether playing hardware Pokemon by cheating. Game. I just imagined them like actively like sent like. Coming to you and be like, I'm sorry, we're, we're like, we're blocking you. You're blocked. Like, they like, first, just like, take your on. phone. <laughs> they snap my phone in half. I'm like, that's not even a flip phone. How'd you do that? <laughs> You're done. You're um, done here. Yeah. So, Pokemon Go, it was, it, it's, it's one of those games. I think everybody who plays it, it's a secret, it's a guilty pleasure. Um, yeah, nobody yeah. actually likes that game. You know, I'll be I, super. I don't know, man. I'll be super honest with y'all. I never liked that game. There's just, there's never a moment. Like, I tried, you know, especially when we were at IBM. I know people were into it. Yeah. And, like, they a would lot go around. Like, I remember Kyle, you'd, like, when we go to lunch, you'd be, like, catching people. So I'd watch you. Like, I was intrigued. Catching people. Catching people. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. caught him. The game's catching people. Like, please let me go. Please. Get um, over here. Um, I, I would watch you like catch some random Pokemon or whatever. So I was intrigued by the mechanics and the, but like I don't know. Like I installed it, 
And I was like, I just don't real, I just don't understand why people want to do this. Like, I, I think the I the social element is what had me drawn because as soon as the group that I played with left, I uninstalled the game, and uh, so the, <laughs> the amount of hours that I put into it were inconsequential to not having anybody to play with. Right. Yeah. For me, it's fully a uh, it's a Fortnite experience. Actually, Fortnite is probably a guilty pleasure. Mm. That might that feeling might not wash off for a while, um, but I have been having pleasure with you guys playing it. So as hey. soon as we stop playing it, it'll be like Apex. Hey. I'll just also stop. I want, I want to shout out to one of the homies. I'm gonna just call him Homie V. I'm, I'm not gonna dax him in case. Call this man you know, out, V. You know, like V for Vendetta. Let's yes. call him Vendetta. Let's call him Vendetta. The boy Vendetta. Vendetta. Actually, I knew a Vendetta. It was a, a B girl. Anyway, so we'll call him Vendetta. That's a pretty cool name. Vendetta, we we played with him one time. One time. uh, And he was not, like, super enthused about it. Matter of fact, he revealed more recently that he did it as a favor to me. Like, he was like, hey, man, like, I'm I'm (laughs) just... Vendetta's a nice guy. He was like, you know, I'm just just getting to know Brad. Poor Brad. I don't really know him like that. Like, (laughs) you know, he's like, I didn't play because I want to play. I played it for him. That's what he said. In a group of people. The reason I'm saying this... It's because we were talking as a group of guys. We were doing a Young Mary's like Christmas event, uh, and like a, a whole bunch of us were talking. And he's like, "Y'all gotta play Fortnite." And they were like, "Man, we ain't trying to play Fortnite." He's like, "Look, man, I'm not even interested in the game. I thought the game was stupid. I did. I mm. played the game as a favor for him, like for him. And I won't lie, man, the game is solid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so yeah, review. He, he basically convinced two people who had no desire. Well. One of them had a little bit of desire because he's down to play games. But one of them 100% said, absolutely not, that we would all squad up one day. So us four are going to play Fortnite in the oh, future. Oh, snap. Um, you can show so, them the ways. Yeah, and, and he was telling them, he was like, yo, son, you play with Brad, man. You're going to get dubs. We got like five dubs. <laughs> 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 he's like, he's like, he was like, he's like the commander. He's like, go up here. And then we go up on the top and we just be like, shooting down on people. And he's like, go over here. And I was dying laughing. I was like, well, I appreciate Yeah. I appreciate it. It's the truth. They just, they just changed the map and the weapons. And we've been, we won a few, but we've been losing more often. And I think it's just because Brad hasn't figured out all the, uh, the soft yeah. points in the game yet once them <laughs> tactics come through we're in it like, yeah it's that and none of us are used to the weapons but yeah i think the weapons, i think the weapons once brad weak. learns we'll all learn <laughs> they are a little weak now the weird the weirdest part to me about the game is how they manage high points and the verticality is messing with me like where you where we should position yeah. ourselves it's, it still don't feel right so yeah there's like a legit mountain there mm-hmm. now that goes crazy high it's like, oh, like before it's just like one high point, one high point. Now it's like mm-hmm. medium, low, valley. It's like, okay. it's like, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. And then people with balloons. So that changes tactics. You can't just be too aggressive up top. So anyway, anyway. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question if you have, if you don't have one. Well, well, are, are we done with our guilty pleasure games or like, I mean, if you have a question, go ahead. You know what? Just throw right, it out right, there. Right. Bring it on. There. Let's go. All right. So maybe an alternative meaning, an alternative definition would be a game that you don't think other people would judge you for, but that you yourself judge, you, you judge yourself for. Mm. Right. And there's probably some overlap there, right? Like with Fortnite or with Pokemon Go, especially. I'm like, ew, mobile games. Yeah. You know, maybe most people I play with don't care. Yeah. But that's that's how I feel. What are some games... 
that you guys, well, I don't know. Are there maybe different games now that I bring that up? Different games that come to mind for you guys where you're like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I would have def- definitely put uh, Fortnite on there like not mm-hmm. too long ago. But now I'm kind of like a, a proponent of it. So I, yeah. I've kind of switched over. You know, what's funny. Like one, I was going to actually say this. You just reminded me. One way that I define guilty pleasure games are like games that I probably shouldn't be playing because I like like when I said earlier, oh, I should be playing something else. Like, right. oh, like I'm playing Dynasty Warriors, but I should be playing God of War. Other guilty pleasure games are like, I'm playing this game instead of doing something probably responsible or <laughs> like being a human, <laughs> being an adult. And I mm. think me and Shailene have a few like guilty pleasure games. One is Overcooked. And yeah. y'all y'all know about this, but we have basically oh, yeah. perfected the game. Like at least Overcooked Two, Overcooked One has some weird like DLC levels that are like super broken. But every possible level in Overcooked Two, we have perfected, meaning getting four Got stars. Three stars? Oh, four, yeah, four stars. stars. So three stars is oh. like hard. Four, f- basically, four stars is like you can't mess up. Like there's no. Can you do this by your, by yourself, just the two of you? Just just us two. Yeah. Oh wow. So here's here's my question, right? I feel like a lot of the stages. We I only played the first game. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the stages require four people to get good. At least right? in the first one, that was true. No, it's is that not, not true in the second? It's one? not in either. It's not oh, in either. Well, okay. In Overcooked One, at least in the main story, you can beat mm-hmm. every single level and four star every single one with two people. You know. I know we got we got three stars. For ninety percent of them, mm-hmm. I guess we're just not good. We it, can't manage it. And, and, and when I say it's like a guilty pleasure, I'm, I'm telling you, we have played for two hours one level until we figured it out. We've gone. We've there's like one other like couple who plays online and they like show their videos, but they don't talk like strategy. They just show them four starring, and we'll watch their levels how they play. To get some insight, when we first weren't four star, when we first started four starring, now we can four star oh. anything. Like at first, we Man. didn't understand like the nuances. We'd watch it to see the things that they did differently than us. And weirdest thing about Overcooked peeking up is that they, over there. yeah, we're looking up people's tra- like trying to understand how they play because they don't explain it; they just play. Overcooked does updates that change some of the quote unquote meta, not met, met, like on certain levels that are super difficult. Yeah. So it does change strategy. One thing that changed the game for us is realizing we need to do uh, all of our orders in order. Because it's impossible to get oh. four stars if you don't well, do I... them exactly in order. If you mm. if you mess up I one... I thought everyone knew that. No, no. We just... We got three... So you were, you were three-starring stuff not in order? Yep. Yep. We didn't We didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know. That's like our basic thing is trying to do them in order. Yeah, we just... That's the only thing we know. We didn't realize... Well, I know if you get... If you get some done early, like you get the bonus points in the streak, and then some were like worth more, I think. So the big, the big thing is the multiplier is everything. If you don't do yeah. them in order, it doesn't matter how much more points you get from like yeah. doing something early. So that's... So anyway, that of this is just so it's if you do them out of order, not if you just miss one, the multiplier. Yeah, so yeah. the multiplier the multiplier will break if you miss one or you do them out of order. Ah. It's been a while since I played that game. Mm-hmm. And that, that's interesting. And that changes everything. That change it's impossible to get four star otherwise. You should feel gu- guilty for knowing all this <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> about, t- about overcooked. During the pandemic, me and Shailene were home 
all the time together, like all the time. Like I worked from home and she wasn't working because her job, she wasn't working. And we just, that was what we did for fun. We just played Overcooked. And then we beat Overcooked mm-hmm. and then we got Overcooked 2. Uh, Overcooked 2 is a much better game. So, yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. You know what my real guilty pleasure is? This is completely unrelated to what the question I just asked you guys. Great. It's Solitaire. Oh yeah. Ah. I remember you mentioning that. I used yeah. to watch my mom play when I was a kid, and that was like, you know, one of the pre-installed Windows games. When I tell you that I installed this game, it wasn't it's not installed on my machine by default. I installed it myself to play on like phone calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I've gotten to the point where I can if I if I can beat it, I usually beat it in like four or five minutes. I know you can probably do faster. I know there's also I don't know how often you're supposed to like statistically come across a game that you cannot beat. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to happen to me somewhat often, but uh, yeah, I'm like, I've gotten, I've learned, I've honed my my solitaire senses. I'm like, I'll send screenshots to my mom. It's like, look where I got stuck, or like, look how fast I beat this, or something. He's becoming <laughs> a solitaire <laughs> sensei. I'm like emailing my mother. I feel like I'm 40 years old. <laughs> Um, forty anyway, years. Yeah. Of, so, what are you in your eighties? <laughs> yes, because that's 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 the life of an eighty-year-old is emails. To, <laughs> Emailing his his no, mom. if you were printing, yeah. uh, we talked about this before. If you're printing it out and then sending it through the mail, then, then you're eighty. Then you're eighty years old. That's that's probably fair. Geriatric solitaire. <laughs> yeah, I, I think solitaire is my true uh, guilty pleasure because I feel ultra basic playing this card game when i could be i mean i can't really like i I purposefully wanted a game that i can play while i'm paying attention to something else because usually i can't do that you know i can't play bejeweled while i'm like yeah having a conversation or watching tv or something like you said so this is it for me if it ain't broke why fix one of the digitize it one of so i did i have another guilty pleasure game that wasn't it's not a digital game though and it was uh my wife and I would play a lot of villainous hmm. like almost every night for like a solid month, a couple of months back, but it okay, got so. busier. You guys know what villainous is? I think I've I talked think about you it talked about it on the show one time. Yeah. So Tell anyway, so it's um here. villainous is a Disney game. And uh, oh, you play to know. <laughs> that, that whisper was so uncomfortable. That was quite a whisper. We're gonna have to yeah. edit that whole whisper. Like I'm gonna just put in Michael Jackson going. Ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, continue. So, Villainous is a licensed Disney game um, that where you play as the villain, and so it's a it's a tabletop game. And so your objective as the villain is it usually follows the storyline of whatever movie they're in. And so the mission that the heroes thwart in this game, you get to play out that whole story, but as the villain. And so your so what the, your objective is to actually win. Okay. Um, and so the way it works is there's hero cards. There's like these chance cards type of things, which are called fate cards. And like oh, every... So every turn, you have to move around on your personal board, and um, you're trying to complete your objectives, and person you're playing with, quote, or slash against, is a different villain in their world trying to do their thing, and the way you kind of hinder them is by fating them, hmm. and so you cause a disturbance in 
their world. And the Force. Oh, okay. I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in a, in a, usually, it's in the same way like it happened in the movie. Like, the hero shows up and, and takes the MacGuffin, and that's how you lose and stuff. But then, in this game, you can actually kill the hero. They come oh. back sometimes because of the fate cards or whatever. Uh, defeat them, I should say. Maybe not kill them. Um, but I would highly recommend it. It's got a, kind of a steep learning curve, but once you get it for one mm-hmm. hero or one one villain, the hero of their story, then you're good. Like you can play any hero. You can mix and match. They have Marvel ones, which you know underneath the Disney property, and they have they like old own school. It all. They do. So, so, so this is a guilty be, pleasure. It was for a while. I. I'm I'm struggling to think of one that I have now aside from the mobile game, so I'm I'm kind of digging into my backlog of, of well, previous. Well, you you just reminded me of a game. Shout out to Dynamic, aka Antoine, uh, because I feel like there's a game, a, a card game, that for a time, like me, him, and some people from IBM, um, that uh, used to work with on the mobile team, we would play we would set up like a board game uh card game night board game nights or board game days i guess on a saturday and i somehow stumbled into the game boss monsters which oh, yeah. i think maybe steve you've played it huh i think so yeah and boss monsters basically it's kind of similar to villainous where you're like you play the boss of a video game so you're the villain and you have to create a dungeon to stop heroes from making mm-hmm. their way into your dungeon and killing you. So you have to like, it's a card game and you basically build your dungeon with these cards and you make their like trap rooms and monster rooms. And like your goal is to kill more heroes or kill 10 heroes or get 10 souls before your other competitors, right? Ah. So we would play this game. We played it one time. Like the, it's kind of like you said, like villainous has a steep learning curve. At first it feels like, okay, I got to build rooms and there's a build mode and there's an action phase. And then there's, you know, they come to town. Like there's all this stuff happening. But once you get it, it's like, oh, so you play like one game. And then we were like, oh, and we played that game hardcore. We had all these other board games. We had brought Catan. We had brought Munchkins, but we would end up Mm -hmm. just playing, uh, boss monsters until we all had to go it got so bad that antoine found another copy of boss monsters and we would merge our decks when we played with each other so that more people could play together oh and we basically when we did that oh and we'd have more deck more you know cards in deck basically i had to mark every single one of my cards so that we at the end we'd know whose cards are what but that's how hardcore we were playing the game. Like, it was a problem. Wow. And we'd have, like, a church event. And we'd be like, Boss Monsters. All of us would just go to the corner. And we had to play <laughs> Boss Monsters. Like, hardcore. You guys were the squad. Yeah. It was, it was a problem. It was a problem. You know. Shout out to Dynamic. You said My Boss Monsters. My family loves Catan. We, I played a lot of Catan. Sorry. You're asking if it was Boss Monsters. That was the question, Kyle. What? No, it's good. I, I had more to say. But no, it's fine. Oh, I'm sorry, man. No, you're um, good. Okay. Yeah, I played a lot of Catan in high school. Like, we would finish uh, my senior year, we finished classes like a couple weeks before exams, and the teachers were like, all right, have fun. 
And so we played a lot of Catan. And then later, my brother got really into it, and now my mom is into it, and they love it, and I'm kind of tired of it. Ooh. They always want to play it. I think it's my guilty pleasure not to enjoy that Catan. <laughs> like, I feel bad for not being as into it as they are. Just yeah. want to um, play with you, Steve. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's so funny because my mom, she... Uh, it's like it, Catan is a game where you can you have resources that you develop every hand. People roll the dice, and everyone gets some random resource, or they don't, mm-hmm. depending on the number that is ro- rolled. And on your turn, depending on what you want to build, you can open up for trade with other players to get the resources that you need. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, my mom will ha- always ask for a trade. Whether she can do something with it or not, mm. it's like she'll do a bunch of things and then she'll ask for trades again and she'll ask every single person like by name and it takes so long and it drives my brother and I crazy. We're like, <laughs> have one thing in mind and ask for the trade and if no one takes you up on it, that's it. She's like, being please. thorough. She's so thorough. It drives us crazy. And then she wins sometimes. Like she's not bad at the game. So <laughs> it's, it's a strategy. She's wearing you down mentally. It really is like that, yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, you guys mentioned, so I think it was Brad. You mentioned like Dynasty Warriors, which is kind of like a genre in and of itself. So my thinking is that one of my guilty pleasures, as I'm looking at my Steam backlog, one mm. of my guilty pleasures is all Metro- 2D Metroidvanias. Um, I feel like the genre is so like specific, but I keep buying them <laughs> and i keep <laughs> loving them all um but like you know am2r was the metroid 2 remake uh the metroid game that came out last year i i ate that junk up i haven't played it yet but i have axiom verge in my backlog hollow knight um ghost song just released i had that on my wish list for like five years like <laughs> i'm so into them and i feel like I don't know. They're so much fun to me. They don't usually differ a ton. Like, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I think they all bring their own things to the table. But like I said, it's a hyper-specific type of game. And so some people might look at me and think like, oh, he only plays this like... It's like comfort food, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know what to expect. I know what to expect, even though that's part of the point is you don't necessarily know what to expect in a, in a Metroidvania. But I kind of know like what I'm getting. And so maybe I'm less likely to branch out to other types of games because it's comfort food. I know what I'm getting. Yum, yum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like comfort food games can be like, I, I mean, I've said it a hundred times. Dead Rising is mm. one of my comfort food guilty pleasure games. I definitely should be playing that instead of other games. Um, I, I, there's just some games that just feel like home. that just make you feel like if I had Wind Waker. I'd probably play that a lot because that game just brings me to a place that and a special time in my life, you know, that I feel I should not be playing this. Like you said, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's it's special. I don't know. I feel like there's I'm I'm trying to think if there's any other games that I've played recently um, that have been guilty pleasure games because a lot of them for me are on other consoles you know, and I don't necessarily pull them out, but more recently I've pulled out my 360 and my, uh, and like, I feel like there's games that are really driving me to, mm-hmm. to kind of like, Oh, pick it back up. 
you can pick it back up, you know. Like no, you want to. You know you want to. You know, <laughs> even Mega Man. Let me y'all saw me play Mega Man Nine. Um mm-hmm. like I oh, hate rage game. I hate that game, but secretly <laughs> you know, there you go. Like yeah. I try not to play it because it gets my blood pressure up, but it's like I don't know. There's something about it, you know? I get mad watching you play that game. Well let me ask y'all this. Is there any games that like you don't enjoy playing while you're playing it, but it's like something that you're happy when you after the fact, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. a really difficult game, a really hmm. frustrating type game, like a you know, like a Dark Soulsy type Hades. Oh, I already got one for you, Steve. I it feel like Hades? Hades has to be that. Hades fun. is a cakewalk for Steve. Yeah, I haven't really been having trouble with it recently. <laughs> I mean, for Steve now, but in the past, did you not feel some like this hurts? There was me? a little bit of grind. Um, I wouldn't compare to Dark Souls though, because I mean, the point is to lose until you get good enough to win. So it's like built in. I guess it also is built into Dark Souls. Now that I think of it, I mean, you put uh, it that way, yeah, it kind of is. Dang. Get good is you might like be the right. mantra. <laughs> I think Hollow Knight was like that, where it's like you really just have to like mm-hmm. some of the some of the bosses, especially in the DLC, is just absurd. And that's a game that I can throw my head against the wall over and over and enjoy it, unless I don't, and then I have to take a break. So your comment earlier, like about genres, got me thinking about the even earlier question, or I guess way that you put guilty pleasures as like games that you shouldn't be playing or that you don't want anybody to find out that you play type of thing <laughs> and so you reminded me of one of the reasons why a throwback scratch the itch oh check it out on youtube was was created is because unexplainably i have this weird yes yes, yes. affinity towards terrible Terrible. I was going to say trash. Garbage games. Trash. Yeah. I can't explain it. I don't know why they bring me so much joy. Objectively trash. Not subjectively. No. Objectively. objectively. Yeah. Like just b- poorly made, barely made in some cases, like f- hardly functioning, uh, no game design decisions were made. It's just stuff was just, is here it is, is, is game is what they say. <laughs> I think I think that when I introduced this topic, I was specifically thinking of you, Kyle. I'm like, surely he has a, a pile. So I'm glad that we're just getting it all out here all at once. Here it is. Yeah, all at once. Um, so indie games or games made by actual studios, doesn't matter. Mobile games are True. some of my favorites. I've shared them with you guys when I should have been <clears throat> working or something else. Uh, it, if you haven't tried a terrible game, I suggest it. But it's not for everybody. Admit that. <laughs> Wasn't it you who who started the cringe only? I, I think it was my idea, but I think you're the one who has been populating our cringe meme uh, channel in Slack. The last couple of days, yeah, I think the last couple of posts have been from me. But I, yeah, because I'm like, that seems like your cup of tea. Cringe, cringe games, cringe memes. I remember Kyle one time <laughs> you showed us this game. It was like a Dino battle game, or like a. It's like some weird dinosaur, like you raised the dinosaur and it fought. And it was just so bad. And I was like, what are you doing? What is this game? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I feel like you've played so many of these that they all are just one mass of just it just terrible experiences. You might not be able to like say, Oh, this is the name of that game, this is the name of that game. Like mm-hmm. but I, I just specifically You just remember how you felt. Yeah, like I specifically remember yeah. you playing this game and being like 
dude, what is even happening here? <laughs> like, I'm fully so, aware these games. I know they're trash, but I can't put them down anyway. I got a problem. I, I, w- I would, man. I would say that f- for a while, and and it's never like by my choice. Like horror games mm, are yeah. are like a guilty pleasure in the sense that like I absolutely hate every moment of them, but I'll just keep playing. Like there's some weird part of me, like Scratch the Itch, going back to Scratch the Itch, but probably one of our best episodes, in my opinion. Absolutely. Was, was when we played what was what's that game called? Season one finale. Linger. 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 It was like a mm. popular indie horror game. Kyle is absolutely against horror games, so of course. I won't do it. I was the one driving. And like looking back at it now, I'm like, okay, like it was kind of goofy. But dude, in the moment. In the moment. That game (laughs) was ridiculous. Like Kyle wasn't even playing. I'm playing on my computer and I'm pretty sure it's a bright room. Kyle is watching me play like over Zoom or whatever we were using to screen share at that time. So he's not even necessarily seeing it real time per se. But that game. Secondhand had so much the vibe right and and there's a moment where honestly like i don't really know what <laughs> happened i just was just screaming and yelling like <laughs> there's a monster like this girl coming out the tv at us and mm. and then like she like just how it went down and then all of a sudden it's just like she disappeared and we're like what 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 <laughs> like you know but i'll play games like that i played all the way through pt I played through uh, Dead Space. I played through a lot of bit of um, what's that game? Not Asylum. Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of different games that I've played through, but nobody else will play them. I'm the guy, and I'll scream and I'll yell. I'll, but I'll keep going I forward think, for some reason. I think when we were playing Linger. You were screaming so loud that your wife came and checked yes, on you. Yes, yes, and she was upset at me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wake her up or something? Uh, I think so. I might have woken her up, or yeah, yeah I terrified her in some degree. And she came oh, in and no. yelled at me. We're like, what? Why are you screaming? <laughs> and we were living in an apartment at the time. So I can only imagine our neighbors were like, what is Your happening? <laughs> you know, so. So screaming oh. for a solid hour. I know Marcus wants me to play the Dead Space remake. Uh, yeah. Stream it. Is it out? You gotta... No, it's still in development, huh? I don't know. It should be. Uh, sure. I don't think it's out Yeah, yet. I'm pretty sure it's just in development. I'll do it. The, man. It's the I, I was thinking that the reviews are out, but I'm thinking of um, the other one that just came out recently. Oh um, yeah, uh, shoot, man, the one that the one that everyone was looking forward to because it was like, oh, it's like Dead Space, but it now was everyone's so hyped. It's not good. The one that uh, shoot, what is it called? What? A super gritty game. I don't know. The Callisto Protocol. Oh, there that is. Oh yeah, that does look like Dead Space, like off-brand Dead Space. Well, it's it's by the people who made one of the. I think it's part of the team that made uh, Dead Space. Makes sense. Makes sense. So everyone was hyper stoked. But then the reviews basically are saying that it's, uh, it's okay. mostly empty. Half-baked. <laughs> Mid. Yeah, midling, <laughs> middling game. Man, I think a lot of people could appreciate or, uh, I don't know, empathize with me when I say I think that maybe one of my guilty pleasures is just buying games with the hope that I'll play them one Not day. Not no more, man. I'm like scrolling <laughs> through my backlog. Yeah, I haven't bought. I've been severely more disciplined recently, but. God, my backlog is so long. It's ridiculous. It's, to me, it's ridiculous. I'm sure someone listening is just an absurd backlog. I, f- I feel like... Mine's pretty bad. I feel like Steam sales became more torture than pleasure yeah. after a point. 
because I'm like, yeah. oh man, like this game's five dollars, this game's three dollars, this game this, and you get them all, and you're like, when am I gonna nickel play and this? dime yourself exactly? And you just and you have all these games. I don't even have that many games, but I have too many games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's not hard to have too many. It's like you know, especially if you have big games. Yes, that's the worst part. Like big games, and you start them, and you're like, yo, this game's about to be a problem. You know, um, I, I remember I downloaded the game Rock of Ages. Uh, it mm. was like on sale. I heard it was good. I played it like download of ages. I played it three times, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm like, what got I? me? Yeah, was uh, in like 2018. I discovered the Humble Bundle Humble. Monthly. Mm. Oh subscription. man, what a mistake! Oh, you got yeah. the subscription. So for like, yeah, but for like the same amount you pay for like PlayStation Plus. Like maybe a couple bucks more, you get access to like a hundred games nah, man. for the year, right. and they roll out every month. And you used to be able to like choose which ones you want, and sometimes it'd be games that came out that year, so yeah. like the value was there a lot of times. But it it severely inflated my backlog. Mm. Full of garbage. There's a lot of garbage in there, and a lot of yeah, a lot of humble I, games, which mm-hmm. hit and miss. I purposefully did not. Like, I would buy bundles, but I would only redeem the games that I wanted to play. So, my Humble Bundle <laughs> backlog is a little bit bigger. Yeah. But, like, if, if you include it, I mean. But, like, there's a lot of games. I mean, some of them we had to redeem in packs. So, yeah. I, so I do I do have a little bit of that bloat in my Steam backlog. But I honestly nah, think I might that. have some Humble Bundle codes that have probably expired at this point. Like, Do they expire? I, I just They're assume, not supposed to. I just assume that if there's an indie game company and normally whatever platform they distributed them on in order oh, yeah. to make your codes you got to go through the process and if that game that company is defunct or it's no longer like heavily supported there's a chance that that game is just like in, in the wind you know and i never got that copy but the thing is i'll never play it you know it's just yeah it's just noise more or less you know, you know, speak, speaking of a game like me and Shailene just started playing uh, this game called I, I might have mentioned it to you. Something of magic uh, war uh, so, mages of magic or something. It's a humble game. It's a bad name. And it's it's not it's not great, but it's not that name. <laughs> um, oh, OK. And I'll remember it. it's on the switch. It's a humble game and it's a roguelike and what basically the game is like, and this is becoming our current gu- guilty pleasure game of like, we should probably be doing something else. Well, you know, hey, it's the end of the night. We, you know, we're just chilling. Uh, essentially what the game is, is you, it's a roguelike game. So, it's, you know, generate, you know, randomly generated games, uh, levels. And you're trying to get to the end of this like wizard of, oh, I just remembered it. But anyway, you're a wizard and you're trying to get through the academy, but you have to beat the teachers and like mm. there's different stages so like interesting in order to get through the trials you basically have to beat two levels th- you have to beat three sets of two levels and a teacher and it gets increasingly more difficult and we finally we managed recently to get to the second teacher and beat it but the teachers change every time you go start a new session and Oh. Man, it's brutal, dude. It's brutal. Like that sounds pretty cool. It, it's a fun game. The hard also. There's a weird thing. I don't know if it's the Switch, my Switch, or the game itself, but it doesn't read input sometimes, and it'll get you murdered, absolutely mm. murdered. 
and this and it's like one mistake you're getting comboed in the corner and then hit yeah. into a pit you know so really important for a roguelike games yeah like so i feel like it's a game that it's not the best game that we've ever played or that i've ever played and it's maybe not a game that i think everybody should play but for us i think it's the a great perfect game for us you know it's challenging we're getting better and it seems to have some level of infinite gameplay you know so i feel like it's a, a medium guilty pleasure game right now hmm. when we beat it it might become guilty pleasure if we keep playing <laughs> you know yeah do you ever feel i don't know if i would well maybe it's a guilty pleasure do you guys ever feel like you're playing a long game that has main quests and side quests and Sometimes I feel this way. I feel guilty for like continuing to play past where I should be playing it because instead of beating the game, I'm like filling out all the side quests Mm -hmm. or I'm like, you know, finding my fun in some way. And it's kind of like, hey, man, just, you know, finish the game and move on to it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys ever feel that way? I could feel that, especially in open world games or games with non linear level systems even as like different sections but usually when the developers are like really good at hiding secrets and if the side quests even if i guess they don't add to the story they're like fun to do i blame them <laughs> because i mean i so in, in some ways i do feel guilty like i felt kind of guilty when i was playing through breath of the wild just because at the beginning of the game they tell you like oh the stakes are super high and every time you yeah. look in that direction, you see this giant tornado of purple death magic. And you mm-hmm. should probably go do something about that. But yeah. it's like, you know, there is something over there that's really shiny, though. So Yeah. That's actually an issue with that game. It's, yeah. Uh, it's like, sorry, I, I you, you cut off for a second, so I don't know how badly I interrupted you. But I know I interrupted you. So I'll just briefly say, the plot is so urgent, but the gameplay is so lackadaisical. Yeah very weird anyway could please continue it is a little dissonant i know i was that was pretty much done i actually think that's one of the weirdest things about the games in general when they tell you you must do this thing now but you kind of can just casually go do something else like i prefer when a game just says whenever you're ready it is time you know what i'm saying like to do it so it's like when they make it match yeah you know i i I just hate that like in a few days time the world will be destroyed man it's been like 18 day night cycles bro (laughs) and i'm still over here fishing (laughs) like you know um actually i feel like the game that well first of all horizon zero dawn 100 percent is that was a problem for me i did all the side quests that i could um like literally got everything that i could possibly get up to a certain point but for me it's the, is that game time boxed no and that's the problem with it it's like oh, you I just see. kind of roam and then you see some cool creatures and you get their parts and then you get a new weapon and then you get a new piece of clothing that gives you this and then the better version of this weapon and then there's trials and and it just just keeps going but you're not doing the main story right eventually mm-hmm. i was like all right i just need to do the main story you know what game is really the the biggest problem for me and i had to put down was the witcher 3 like I knew, I knew you'd bring it, that up. <laughs> I, I don't. I haven't talked about it crazy amount, but I that game it. is so good, dude. Like even with its, like you can tell that it was made in the past. You know, mechanically sure. and stuff like that. Showing its age. A bit. Yeah, it shows its age. But the side quest, like honestly, half of the side quests 
are better than the story that I think I should be doing. Like, sometimes I'm like, wait, am I doing the main story? Like, this is just so well done. The mm-hmm. voice acting, the pacing, it's multiple stages. The fights are, like, getting more and more increasingly difficult. There's these characters with nuanced relationships. And you do a side quest that actually impacts another side quest. And these characters are like, oh, yeah, we met before. Or, like, oh, we didn't meet, but we... And you're introducing... But if you had done that other thing before in the game... Like, it is so crazy and there's so much lore and these cool monsters that i've never heard of like all of that like witcher monsters are so cool and interesting to me like it's really hard for me to stop doing the side quests like i'm like i'm gonna be level 50 doing level five main story (laughs) quests you know what i'm saying like and and then i feel like i'm realizing i'm even all the story side questing i'm doing I accidentally walked into an area to, that was a side quest for something else that I had started, and I got killed instantly by a monster, like instantly. Mm, and I said, yeah. "There's levels to this." <laughs> like, and I was like, "I must play more." Like, so I'll I can, be back. You know, that's how it felt. And I was like, "Yo, this game's a problem." So that's definitely i might play some of that over the break because it's so fun it's the stories are so good. <laughs> look at what you've done yeah. yeah i've heard that a lot about the uh the side quests in the witcher i need to play it but it's got me thinking you know that witcher probably has like a, a lot of the same as far as like polish elements that god of war does as far as you know a really really tight narrative no matter where you're spending your time along with great moment to moment moment gameplay and it's kind of hard to do because i remember playing through like spider-man and um and it had like side quests in it but yeah most of the side content was you go to a point and then you like do a thing but i mean there were a lot of them didn't have like narrative to go along with them but they still felt really good to do and i think that's a pretty interesting concept is like you know you can get stuck on the side content even if it's not you know as heavy heavily emphasized like in the witcher or in god of war mm-hmm. yeah i feel yeah oh okay, no, no, no no yeah what were you say, Steve? i was just gonna say everyone knows i've been playing death stranding for like two years now um <laughs> he's halfway part done. of the reason part of the, i mean honestly it might really just be uh part of the reason is that it's difficult for me to make time to play it because i have to like you know boot into windows and kind of mm-hmm. turn off everything else i was doing like it's just uh, it's harder for me to do that time box that and like i said a couple episodes ago it doesn't always respect your time with the cutscene, mm. so i have to make sure i know <laughs> what i'm getting into but the real issue recently is that i unlocked the zip line so you can create zip points and as long with any zip point that has line of sight within 300 meters of another zip point you can just ride a beam of light to the other one nice and you can create a network of these things and I'm in the part of the game where there's a lot of mountain climbing, which is bad enough. But then also the mountains are haunted and I don't have my ghost vision baby. So I'm very hampered when I deal to, to uh, in dealing with these uh, game ending ghost monsters. <laughs> and I'm out here with, with a, a bunch of zip lines, like trying to create a network when I should just be like playing and trying to not die. <laughs> Just for the just for the pleasure of zooming over the ghosts 
and like hearing the music change and like oh watch out but like i just keep going <laughs> oh yeah totally worth it after that <laughs> it's so worth it yeah also because like it helps me do the side quests which i shouldn't be doing at this point but i can do the side quests faster mm. because i can just zip zoom zoom over the mountain instead of <laughs> instead of actually you know, doing the climbing the it horrible. yeah i don't need yeah, no yeah. baby you know that re- that reminds me of a game i think i've mentioned it on here before called i think it was called free space which was basically like this game this permadeath like permadeath in the sense that like if your ship got destroyed it was like gone gone and you'd have to like Mm -hmm. you know um but you'd still keep i think your money that you currently had and stuff like that but uh essentially the game was if you think about travel time if you wanted Mm -hmm. to go from a star system to another star system it would probably take you 20 minutes like to do a mission to get to the mission was 20 minutes and then you might get killed in the mission so you'd have to go back get a new ship or like do some side missions to get a new ship to go do that mission later and hopefully you're a little bit your ship's better you know because it was like the rpg aspect of it was your ship stats not your character stats um and i played it in college and dog it was a problem (laughs) you could be playing a game for like eight hours and you'd be like what it's been eight hours i thought it was 32 minutes you know it was and it was like a group of us playing. And so we'd play on the same server. We'd do missions together. And I think I've, I think I've shared the story about when the dudes had like this giant ship and he attacked like the, the police station in space, which was impossibly like they're impossibly strong. And he like destroyed it <laughs> like because he had this crazy freighter that could like shoot missiles and like all this crazy stuff. But in order <laughs> to get stuff that good, you had to do basically um, deliveries. And deliveries were basically trucking missions mm. that took like, like three strategy. hours. Mm. But these were on freighters that had no weapons. So you would just drive. You wouldn't be fighting nothing. You would just drive for like three hours to get to deliver a payload to get you a lot of money. So you could get a bigger freight. So you could deliver more stuff to make more money to get a bigger freight. Like that was the system, Rob. It was, it mm. was a problem. That was a guilty pleasure for sure. It sounds like Sea of Thieves. Kind of. If Sea of Thieves actually could, lets you keep anything. <laughs> right. Could you uh could you like play on autopilot? Like could you be playing and your ship goes and you just kinda like do homework while the ship goes forward? So yeah, you could put it in like whatever warp drive, but the problem is if you got attacked by bandits, you had to be like there. You had to react. Yeah, and you had to like deal with them, navigate them, like run away. Because they were a problem. Like, they would stop you mm. from being in light speed. And you have to deal with them. Most of the time, you would fight oh, them. Most of the time, you would just fight them. Or you could flee. But it was like a dog fighting game. So you had to, like, flee them in a very specific way. Like, get out of there. Yeah. Like, outmaneuver Dodging. them. Outmaneuver yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I like space games. I was playing, um, what was it? Squadrons or something. It's on the PlayStation. You got me thinking about that. That game was a guilty pleasure for a little bit because it was not, it was not good, mm. but it was fun. <laughs> it was very specific, like, oh, it was not good. Is this the game you're talking about? Did you play last year? Oh no, I'm thinking of Anthem. I watched you, not Anthem, uh, the oh, Marvel game. I watched the, you play. Was it? Is that called Avengers? Marvel Avengers? What's that game called? Wait, what are you thinking? What are you talking about? The game you're Didn't, talking about. Did, 
didn't you play the Marvel Avengers game a year, like last year, the year before, and we watched you once or twice? Mm-hmm. I streamed. I remember. I remember watching. Yeah, yeah. You streamed that. Is that? That's not what you're talking about. You said squadrons, and in my head, I had an image of flying. But now I'm realizing it was Tony Stark flying around, so that's uh, not what it was. This man. Please continue. In alternate yeah, reality. so this was the Star Wars game. Yeah, like yes. Squadron. Like Obviously. Rogue Squad, but it was called Squadron. I think that's what it's called. I'm I'm missing I'm probably I'm probably messing it up. But I think I saw you play that too. But I don't remember it being bad. I thought it was good. Steve just creating memories. <laughs> I don't know if I ever shared that one. I'm, I, I mean, I'm very I probably, impressionable. <laughs> I may have shared a clip, but I don't I didn't stream that one or anything. I probably should have. I was playing because oh, okay. I did want to get some footage because it, it it's a nice looking game mm-hmm. and it looks very fun, mm-hmm. but it's not fun to play. Um, well, like, bad, and the longer I played it, the more cheap it started to feel. I would <laughs> die for no reason. My ship wouldn't be as responsive as it felt like it was before. Mm-hmm. And then they kept adding these new mechanics and stuff with ships, like uh, you can boost and someone would get these shields, but it'd be like these weird inputs where you have to like hold the left stick and then oh, or left trigger. Press a and press a button while you're flying a ship at like a thousand miles per hour, mm. and so it was it was becoming too much. It just reminds me of Fallen Order, just like a game that should be good <laughs> but just isn't. Um, yeah. like it, if it has the Star Wars IP, you just kind of give it a lot of grace, you do. and then when it falls, it just feels so bad. It hurts you so badly. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you know, it's kind of this reminds me of a game that is a great game. Mm. But I think could easily become a gr- a guilty pleasure because of how much time it takes out of your life is Skyrim. Ooh, like yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. I remember the day I was sick. That's what happened. I was sick and I couldn't go to work. And I happened to have a copy of, uh, oh, actually our boy Rob had let me borrow Skyrim for the 360. Rob. And as sick as I was, as sick as a dog, it was the best, like, 18 (laughs) hours of nonstop playing (laughs) that I'd ever had. Because I had nothing else I could do, you know? And I remember I was doing missions where I would just be, like, following somebody for, like, 20 minutes, just Mm -hmm. creeping. And then they'd look back and be like, I think I heard something. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And you'd be like, nah, nah, nah. Like, you know, and then they reset their path. I think I heard something. You know, and and I'd be doing these like brotherhood missions and like doing these like and they had cool storylines that were interesting. But it was just like you could do anything. It felt like in that game, at least at that time, it felt so free willing that I would I mean, I eventually beat the main story like kind of under duress because somebody told me I need to beat it. But I just felt like I was just playing a different life, you know, almost like the sims you know (laughs) but like in this other world and it was a problem it became a problem genuinely i think skyrim is is really dangerous because in that game you get experience for almost doing nothing like just following somebody and sneaking and if they don't see you you'll get you'll like get experience from that Mm -hmm. and it's like that's dangerous man yeah yeah and just jumping, Speaking of, just jumping, just walking, yeah, jumping, running, <laughs> you know, swimming, running speed increase, eating food, <laughs> eating efficient. Speaking food. of RPGs, uh, I don't know if you guys, I, I'm sure you guys know this, but maybe our listeners don't. The December PlayStation Plus free game combo includes 
the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. Which I've never played, oh, but always careful. had my eye on. That is something that I feel like will destroy my life if I give it fully. <laughs> careful. Where's Steve? But it's like, it's so, I mean, I'm so, I'm looking forward to it because I really want to play it and experience it because I've heard so much. But on the other hand, I'm like, man, God of War is out. I still haven't played Elden Ring. <laughs> We've been talking about Elden Ring for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, like, there's so many other things happening. Uh, let, I just let don't me, know. Like, let, let me say this, man. I don't, know, man. I don't think you'd be wrong <laughs> to play Mass Effect. Mass Effect mm. is such a good game. It's such a an experience. Like, you know, as right. much as Elden Ring, I've heard great things about it. It's a great game in the sense that it's a gameplay is great and you're going to have moment to moment good, right? But Mass Effect, there is something so unique about it. There's no game that you could ever play that is like Mass Effect. Oh. It just... So this is a non-guilty pleasure is what I'm yeah, hearing. It, it, you'll feel guilty because of how much time you'll have to put into it. But I personally think it's worth it. I think it's worth the detriment that you'll have from other games. <laughs> worth the, the sacrifice. Yeah. Like, genuinely. Like, <laughs> I've played out. 1, 2, and 3. 1, I think, is my favorite gameplay from a game the story, uh, gameplay standpoint from the three games. Uh, two is better. It changes a lot of stuff. Like, it's less RPG in the second game. You'll see. And then three, there's some stuff. But the story there's and the engagement that you have with the characters and the that ability to choose how you interact with people is so powerful of an experience. The only other game that I think that ever gets close to the feeling of the meaningful of your meaningfulness of your choices are the um, Spider-Man. N- no no uh walking <laughs> the telltale games oh yeah and those are oh, and those okay. are like a microcosm but mass effect feels so much bigger and you'll do i'm telling you there's a moment where you do something you make a choice about something and then like you do not realize how big of an impact it's gonna have and Oops. you won't know i can't even if I, me saying this you're not gonna know you know and <laughs> wow. and there'll be moments where you'll sit there and be like, I don't know what I'm going to do because I know this is going to have significant consequences, but I cannot be sure how it will oh. affect the universe. You'd be stressed out in real life over this game. <laughs> That's how I feel in real life. Yes, but it's it's fun, man. It's And it's worth people have different feelings about the ending or whatever. But I think it's worth the experience. Yeah, I've, I've gathered that. It's definitely <laughs> worth the experience. So Brad is totally willing to sacrifice your time playing this game. I mean, I'm, that, I've am i been debating like it a, myself. I have it. That's a testament. I have the trilogy and I keep looking at it going, mm. <laughs> you know. And you've played the whole game? You've played the whole trilogy before? Mm-hmm. And have you, you you're debating Andromeda? playing it again. <laughs> have you played Andromeda? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I've played all three games. And I have been debating playing through all three of them again, a hundred percent. Okay. Like back and forth, ah, I shouldn't. Like that, that kind of moment. Ah, I see it. Ah, I shouldn't download it to my console. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's downloaded, I, I shouldn't play it. You know, it's. We so, can just make this into a Mass Effect podcast. Make it seem like it's worth my while a little. It bit. would. It, we could probably do a full podcast on the Mass Effect game, like full out. Like, it'll probably take us a year to get through it. I mean, now that we have the trilogy for free, 
I'd be down to play one of them. Which one's the best? You, th- that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Like, Which one is the best? Honestly, I can't, I cannot imagine playing two without playing one and three without playing one. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that. So one. I would. One is not the best, but that's the one you should play if you're going to play. If one. you're going to play any of them, yeah, you got to start from one. But you won't be able to not play two if you play one. That's what I'm going to say. It's like that. It's like that. It's like it's like a really good binge worthy series on Netflix or some other show. Like you're gonna be like, ah, I can't. Not doesn't it stop here? Doesn't it carry over your choices to the next games too? Yes, yes. And now that's wild to me. That. So what do they do if you don't play the first game? Do they just uh, make choices? Basically, for what they the canon ending. Basically, what they do is they like ask you some questions. I believe at the beginning, um, like, oh. oh, what type of person are you? Oh, like. What would you do? Like, like I, I believe that's how they do it. And then they just fill in the gaps and they just make those choices for you. But but there's some choices. Hmm. I'm, all I'm going to say is like some choices could happen without your input, basically. Hmm. But you can. So choices like there's compounding effects from your choices. Yeah. Like imagine that an event would happen like something's going to happen anyway. It's just a question of how you influence that event. Mm-hmm. So, like, you what might not... side of it you're on? Not necessarily what side, but, like, the outcome it, of it. So, in so in 2, for example, if you didn't do something, it would be more like, oh, you're reading about the news event and somebody's talking to you about, like, oh, in Sector X, Y, and Z, this thing happened. And you'll remember, oh, in game number one, I could have, like, got engaged with that. Oh, you could have been there. You know? So I see, or you won't interact with the character, so the character will have to tell you everything about themselves instead of you knowing because you met them in that circumstance, or they'll have no relationship with you. They'll just be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" But if you went through there, they would like hate you or love you, you know. Oh, and, wow, that's and cool. your choice dialogue choice would be completely different. It's crazy, dude. It is. That's pretty deep. Crazy. I can't. So this is now a Mass Effect <laughs> podcast. Welcome to the, <laughs> the pod, so everybody. We, we the, definitely the cool thing about that would be we would have really unique experiences to share, I'm, I'm guessing, if we did play through it. Yeah, and it'd be very different. It. It'd be very different. We could do it. I'd be down. Like, making a separate, like, long form. Every, once a month we do it. You know, talk about where, you know, just kind of try to stay in step with each other. Um, yeah. some, and you don't uh, have to stay in step honestly it's let me just yeah let me just play the game and see how <laughs> well, well, well here's the thing the game is so big that like the only thing that would matter is if you did the major events which are very obvious when you're going through. sure so it would just be like don't do this thing and we would know when we get there so if we want to do it anyway so i have a game in mind that i think well, would become a guilty pleasure if I got back into it. So, and you'll probably know which game I'm talking about if I just say it uh, didn't have the best launch and has changed a whole lot over like the last three years. Added, added multiplayer, sort of, almost. You're really close. I know. Oh, uh, added multiplayer, added the base building, adding creatures. So two of my really good friends, one of which, you know, uh, shout out to the boy Simon, picked up no man's sky one man's lie as we call one it. man's sleeping pill one man's sleeping pill also and um they or at least simon has been raving about 
the changes. And I've asked, I've asked the hard questions in, in a lot of ways. You know, the things that I remember we dealt with, you know, the, the terrible survival mm-hmm. mechanics, mm-hmm. the atrocious tutorial that we had to go through that barely existed. And uh, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll name the good things uh, with those is that there's also like it's not a it's not a creative mode necessarily, but you can you can dial down the survival stuff to where you can focus more on the exploration. Cool. That's awesome. There's an actual tutorial. What? And then. Yeah. And then the biggest thing to me was there's like not story necessarily, but there are missions that happen on planets to mm-hmm. so where you stay on a planet and things oh. happen while you're there to make the planet seem like it should exist versus you going to a planet to get some weird material and then immediately leaving mm-hmm. and not knowing what to do with the rest of your time. Just an empty husk of a planet. Yeah. Okay. My only thought about this is that I have to be fair because if I ever asked somebody to play Fortnite and they played Fortnite in the past, when it was fort building and just 12 year olds just murdering you. And I, I would be like, please play the game. It's so much better. And they're like, I can't play it because I played in the past. And it was like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if, yeah. if somebody could make that case, I still have No Man's Sky. I still have to copy. Uh, so I, I, I know, Kyle, you threw it into the space or something, right? Like, yes, it's been <laughs> incinerated. So um, I'd be. I'm down, man. At this point, I'm like, if Fortnite can change my mind, <laughs> anything can. I'm, I'm, I'm getting convinced, but I feel like it's gotten just based on what I've heard. I feel like it's gotten so good, and I, I like space games so much. It would become a guilty pleasure for me if I picked that game back up. Mm. And because even the time I had it, just because you know, the, driving the ship was pretty satisfying mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Exploring space, it's a big game. Like, I, I played yeah. it a lot when I hated it. So, some would say almost infinite. Almost, at least in our perspective. Practically speaking, it's yeah, probably in our yeah. perspective. Well, I mean, No Man's Sky. I mean, honestly, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say guilty pleasure games that we should invest in, Mass Effect, No Man's Sky. I almost want to go back and play Skyrim because I missed that experience. And once again, I should be playing other games. <laughs> you should buy it on Switch so you can use motion controls, dude. Man, I don't want motion <laughs> controls. You, no. Skyrim what? VR, baby. No. Ooh, that's my guilty pleasure. Gyro playing controls. shooters, Ugh. Playing shooters on PC with gyro you, aim. You're mm. you that guy at a Smash tournament playing Smash on a joyce, on a on an arcade. <laughs> on a fight box stick, or something. You know, like. <laughs> Like get it, get out of here, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, hey, I swear by hey. it. So, hey, y'all, this has been great. There's so many, you know, it's, it's interesting as we talk more. I'd love for us to talk about games that we want to play that we shouldn't be shouldn't play. Like not guilty pleasures in the way that we were talking about before, but what we kind of have been talking about toward the end: the Mass Effects, the Skyrims, the No Man's Skies, the games that are like, man, I really want to invest in this, but it's probably a bad idea. I, I would love to to hear more about some of those games but mm. we could also do guilty pleasures of other non-game yes, stuff. yes absolutely i have a few things in mind absolutely. for anime absolutely oh, oh i have some that i can never tell anybody about um but so you <laughs> so you're here first here on the podcast no, no, I'm, I'm not gonna even talk about it i can't i can't even talk about it look forward That'll to be it a duo cast, just me i'll God. do i'll do an off we'll do a you know what for our patreon flow, followers i will <laughs> 
Uh, Let me be clear. We do not have not, a Patreon. Click yet. the link in the yet. Discord. And if anybody comes with you saying, hey, bro, I need $20 for that Patreon, just trust them. Just give them the money. But um, Trust them. But really, hey, thank y'all so much for listening. You know, hey, we, we grown men out here. We adults. We got a lot going on. So this episode's a little bit shorter than normal, but know that it has the same amount of love that we give to our two-hour or you know our avatar based episodes Four hour. our, i'm sorry it's just more our condensed. last airbender based episodes that much love so um thank you so much <laughs> for listening hey thank you brothers thank you kyle for your time so brad it. it has been a pleasure yes you have been knighted you have been knighted there you go thank you for that uh knight steve i don't I, can you get double knighted i'll do double that knighted? Put a, can you get Fortnite? Put another set of armor on his armor. <laughs> can you give? That's what I'll do tonight uh, for your your, your your for doing what you did. Fortnite You've been Fortnited. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> for your time. You've been officially Fortnite. And um, as always, I just want to thank everybody who's listening to this podcast. Thank you to everybody who supports it. Everybody who listens, talks to me about episodes. You know, when I see them in real life, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your followership. I appreciate your time. Uh, we love doing this, and we're going to be doing it for a long time. Maybe as long as it takes for us to finish No Man's Sky. Um, so um, Could be a while. It, it'll be a while. So uh, thank you so much for listening. If you don't know where to listen to us, if you're first time listening to us, you can catch us everywhere. You can watch the video version of this on YouTube, and you can listen to audio versions on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. We out there in these streets. If you don't know where to find us, just search, search us on Google, Super Agile Bros. We're there. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, y'all take it easy. Peace. Fairly well. Okay. Your mama. <laughs> <laughs>